The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. All right, that was a strange game. That was the second half that was not very good after a pretty darn good first half in some respects. So it's 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 a win, and it kind of feels unsatisfying, except for the fact that this time of season, when you're in when you're in the back when you're in the back stretch of the conference schedule and you're getting down and you're getting to the to the pointy end of the season, the style points don't matter as much, I guess. Welcome to Rams Rewind, uh, sponsored by Lady Nolans. Uh, get yourself some great Cajun food down there, and get one get some tomorrow to sell or today when you hear this pod. Celebrate a win on the road. VCU's eighth true road win of the year. They were talking about it on the broadcast. Eight and one on in true road games, which is impressive no matter who you're playing. And then, you know, throwing the road neutral, it's nine and three, which again, not a lot of the teams around them in the bubble are going to have a, a record that good on the road in terms of winning true road games and road neutral. And that's one of the things that helps them. But yeah, this game was this game was weird because Let's go to that first half. Twelve turnovers. And I'm listening to the game, and I'm like, 40 to 26 is pretty good. Okay, you know, we played pretty well. And then you watch it, and you see the nature of the turnovers. So many of them were just a guy slipping and falling down or, or some other, you know, a pass being that was a decent pass was dropped and hits a guy's foot and goes out of bounds and a couple other things like that. And... They really shot, probably should have been up twenty or twenty-five in the first half. After the first half, I mean, you shoot sixty-nine percent, eighteen of twenty-six. You know, three of four from three. I mean, I knew they'd shot the ball well, listening to it. But when they get to do the halftime show and the guy says they're shooting sixty-nine percent, you could have heard my jaw hit the floor of the van I'm in. Holy mackerel! Uh, you know, it was unbelievable. Ten, you know, ten assists on on eighteen field goals, which again, that's what I'm looking for every time. You know, your biggest criticism is they only get to the foul line the one time. They make the foul shot, but whatever. You know, they're playing great. They're really coming. They they're really playing well. And I'm thinking, I at halftime, honestly, I don't. I didn't see the second half coming. I thought we're gonna blow them out, win this game, twenty plus, easy, no problem. And even up to about, oh gosh, the second media timeout, it was still a 13-point game. So it's like, yeah, we're okay. This is this is not so bad. But then it just, I don't know. I mean, it was it was a bunch of different things. Some of it, some of it, I definitely think was Hassan Ward not being in the game. You know, he goes down with an ankle injury, and and according to uh, what Wayne Epps tweeted out, the uh, guy who covers VCU for the Richmond Times Dispatch. It's only a sprained ankle, thank goodness. You know, unless it's a high or a high ankle sprain, I mean, then they would be pretty bad. But you know, Ward was three for three, and I think 
you know, in, in only seven minutes, and I think he was getting ready to have a huge game. Um, and I think, you know, that was part of it. Uh, they, they, you know, they were running their offense so well in the first half, and they were and they were being patient uh, at times. But it, but it, but at the right times, they were getting nice shots early in the clock too. They were just rushing a lot in the second half. And the funny thing is, they only had five turnovers in the second half. So, and of course, on the other on the other side, because they, you know, and this is part of the reason points off turnovers dried up for them because I think they had 18 at halftime, only had four in the second half. Fordham only had two turnovers in the second half. But yeah, VCU was just rushing and rushing and rushing. And I think some of it was, I think also some of it was, I think they might have relaxed just a little bit because they were they were well ahead. Fordham wasn't really getting anywhere. And then all of a sudden, it was kind of before you knew it, it was a three-point game. And you're like, what the heck's going on here? Vince Williams made a huge three in that game, and and you know there's a I'll certainly play, want to spend plenty of time on Vince Williams and Keyshawn Curry, but I want to praise two guys whose shooting lines were terrible tonight, and they didn't let it affect their game. It's something I talk about a lot. You know, if you're not scoring and you and you're having a hard time shooting the ball from the field, you can still do something to help the team win. Well, Ace Baldwin. And and Jaden Jay Nunn tonight, you know, between the two of them, they were three for sixteen from the field. And they had six points. Neither one of them got to the foul line. You say, well, that's a horrible stat line. It is. Baseball when gets seven assists and four rebounds, and he had a couple critical defensive plays uh, when Fordham was making their push. Jaden Nunn, you know, gets seven boards, which ties a team lead. On VCU, and only Oham's got more. He had twelve. It's five assists as well. It's some great passes, a steal, and two blocks. Jaden Nunn blocked two shots. So you know that's that's tremendous work from the two of those guys in the other categories. Didn't score the ball well. Didn't shoot the ball well. Maybe took some bad shots tonight that you'd say, "Yeah, we don't want you doing that too much." When you're not playing well, score and find a way to contribute another way, and they did, and that and that and that's critical. You know, in this game, uh, they you know a team that for a team that doesn't rebound the ball well, they only lose the rebounding battle by one. Uh, you know, they only lose second chance points ten to six. Uh, even though, and of course, Fordham had a lot more opportunities for offensive rebounds because they were shooting to shoot thirty two point seven percent, and that's the other frustrating thing about this game is the fact that Fordham shoots 33% in the second half and still gets that close. Still ends, it ends up a five-point game. So that's that's a little hard to take as well. And some of that, too, the refereeing was, was really haphazard tonight because at times they called everything and just screwed up the game flow, and I think that didn't help VCU either. And then at other times they were calling nothing and letting a lot of stuff go when they had called it previously. So it was it was kind of inconsistent, and Fordham just kept getting to the foul line, getting to the foul line, getting to the foul line, and they hit most of them, 16 to 21. Uh, but, it, you know, and some of the fouls were legit, and some of them were just, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't happy with that. Uh, and, and, and just there was a lot of different things that I think contributed to VCU really, really letting this 
letting this get close. Whereas on on Saturday against George Mason, George Mason was never in the ball game in the second half. And again, you know we're we're sitting there we're sitting here picking nits because you know they didn't blow this team out after getting up seventeen. Like just like against George Mason, didn't trail on the road one time. Led for all but fourteen seconds of the game today. Which again, on the road, that's what you're looking for. You know, you're never in a situation. Granted, it's a small crowd, so maybe it wouldn't have made a difference. But you never give the crowd an opportunity to really, to really get into it and and give the the home team a lift at all. And a lot of that comes is down to Vince Williams and Keyshawn Curry. You know, Vince Williams big big th- had a big three when it got close late in the second half. Uh, Keyshawn Curry scores the last nine points for VCU. Last nine points and hits, you know, seven of eight from the foul line. He takes all his foul shots in the final two minutes there. Or he, uh, he, takes, he takes most of his fouls. Excuse me, he's five of six in the last two minutes. And gets the two buckets. And that's, you know, Keyshawn Curry... He's been so good. He's, I mean, he's he's a veteran. He's tough. He plays great defense. But what he's contributing on offense now, and and you just you think about last year and, and the difficulties, and he couldn't, you know, he had to take time away from the team because of you know terrible family loss, and it certainly hurt not to have him down the stretch uh, playing for us. Uh, we really needed him uh, in some of them games, some of those games that we had. And to see him come back like this and play this brilliantly, I'm just I'm so pleased for him. Uh, and he's again the kind of person you want to have on your team. He's he's not going to let even if he's not having a great night offensively, he's not going to he's not going to let it slip on the defensive end. And and whether he's scoring five points or twenty, you know he's coming after you on the defensive end. And he likes taking the challenge. Uh, you know, he, he likes taking the challenge out there. And that's that's just – that's the kind of guy he is. And look, their guard, Charlton, who's one of their best players, at one point tonight, 0 for 5 from the field and fouls out. You know, and, and that's – I mean, and yes, they didn't have – they didn't have Quisenberry as one of their best players. Uh, but they did a number on Charlton tonight. And, and it was a really terrific effort, again, by our guards on defense. Um, so I, you know, and Vince Williams, I mean, the other thing too, um, not a lot of bad shots taken from Vince Williams or Keyshawn Curry. That's how they end. Vince Williams ends up seven of nine from the field, Curry seven of 11. And that's just, you know, you, you can't, you can't argue with that. And, and again, VCU ends up at 50%, mainly because that great first half, they don't go crazy from three. They only took eight, three pointers tonight. They were four for eight. Fordham was four for 24. Good grief, um, and that, that that and that's part of the reason Fordham got you know Fordham had an opportunity to, to get into this you know got back into this game and had an opportunity to maybe even beat VCU, and they just kept chucking these threes and they wouldn't and most of them went anywhere near going in. They had a couple of them go in and out, but most of them were just was just full on bricks. And you're looking at them going, "What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing?" What are you doing? But VCU wasn't doing that, and I was really pleased again. I think shot selection was pretty good. They just, I think the big, pro- the biggest problem in the second half is they just really rushed. They really rushed themselves a few times. You know that guy slipping key points. I don't know what was going on with the floor there. If they were mopping it up right or whatever. 
And and I'll tell you this, you know, no award, Deloach gets into foul trouble, and that's that's the thing. I'm gonna presume for the moment that that Hassan Ward's not gonna play Friday. If it's only a sprained ankle and he stays off of it, maybe I'll be wrong. But I'm gonna presume for a moment that Hassan Ward's not gonna play Friday. Well, if that's the case, then Jalen Deloach is gonna get big minutes, but he's gotta stay on this floor. He's got to stay on the floor. He can't get into foul trouble. Uh, you know, Levi Stockard, who really had struggled the last few games, and again, wasn't terrific tonight, but I thought he was okay in 18, and you know, 18 minutes, gave him a couple baskets, key baskets when they needed it. You know, he's going to have to, he's going to have to contribute. Brown Jones with the bank three, uh, you know, he's going to have to, he's going to have to get in there maybe as well. Uh, you know, and the front court in general is going to have to, the entire front court in general is going to have to pitch in. To make up for Hassan Ward, because look, Ohams, who they really actually kept down despite the fact Ward was out injured in the first half, you know he ends up almost with a double double in the second half. It ends up fourteen and twelve for the game, and we're gonna you know we're going up against Golden on Friday. It's gonna it's gonna take a real big effort from everybody to not let Richmond's front line you know get get one over on us. There. Uh, that said. It's another win, you know. Another conference win. You're staying, you know. You're staying in touch with the with the very with the very top of the conference, which you got to do. And I have to say, I was thinking about this as as, uh, as I was driving back and listening to the game. It's like you think about the Dayton game and how awful that was, and it was awful. But maybe it was necessary in this regard. You could make the argument, and some people have that. They were kind of getting away with it in some of these games because of Vince Williams' brilliance. And you think before the Dayton game when they got smashed, you know, Vince made some huge plays for them against Day in the Davidson game, and they survived that. And then against Richmond, he makes the big three to save them there when they looked like they were going to lose that game, maybe. And even though he didn't play, and that's that could arguably be their out. You know, the rest of them really played like poo in that game. And maybe maybe they had been kind of getting away with not playing as good as they should. And that Dayton game was kind of a real slap in the face. It was the cold water on the face to sort of say, okay, the rest of us have got to pick our game up because we got to help Vince. And, we don't. and, of course, Vince was injured. And it's like we've got to be able to – we've got to be able to pick our – game up and get it together because you know what happens if Vince gets injured again or gets in foul trouble and I think what you've seen since then is I think you've seen the other guys that are not Vince Williams really really focus in really play well really pick their stuff up and I think that that's you know that's why they've won that's one of the reasons they've won four in a row I mean and remember, of course, you know they didn't—they didn't Vince Williams for the Duquesne game, but I think that's—I think that Dayton game may end up serving a good purpose for VCU in the sense that the rest of the players might have been skating by a little bit, might have been you know kind of kind of relying on Vince and kind of looking to him to kind of bail them out a few times, and then they didn't have him against Dayton and they got crushed, and it might have it might have refocused a few people's minds and got them centered back on the way 
that on on what they needed to do to play well and the way they need to play to play well and what they could do to help the team. And I think you've seen a lot better effort from the supporting cast, and that's important. That is so important. Now they have they've come through these two road games the the way they needed to. Now it's a big one. Friday night, ESPN2, which again, Friday, <laughs> ESPN2 hasn't been a very happy hunting ground for VCU, it feels like, the last several years. But they've, they've got Richmond. They've already beaten in a, in a classic at the Robin Center. Hopefully we'll have us on board, but if we don't, we'll just have to find a way. But we're right in, we're right in the hunt here in this conference. We're playing well. You know, Richmond, Richmond still has an outside shot at a top four berth, and we can just about close the door on that by winning. And I just, I, I feel I, again, I felt like it was coming together after the George Mason game. I still feel that way. Uh, I do. I think, I think VCU's VCU's in a really good place right now, in spite of the fact that you know we're going to be worried about the Ward injury. And look. There's three games left in this month, and I think, and I, and what I said is the way to respond to that Dayton game, which was the first game of this month, was to win the rest of the games in February. Well, we're 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 close to the we're two thirds of the way there, just about, almost two thirds of the way there. I've got four wins, and there's three more left. And you know, Richmond will be coming for us. And you know, it, what'll be interesting to see is you know, Kayshawn Jerk Curry, quite rightly, you know talk some junk about Trey Burton after he put the stop on him in that in that game at the Robin Center. So, you know, Trey Burton's going to be looking for him metaphorically and, and Keyshawn Curry's going to have to be ready for that challenge. And, and look, he had the right to talk because there was a lot of, you know, Trey Burton's got a lot of hype behind him, and I think rightfully so. And Keyshawn Curry and the other guards, uh, you know, wiped him out of that game, just about erased him. Uh, what did he shoot? I'm going to go back to that box score real quick because it was imp- it was impressive the job they did on him. Yeah, old Tyler Burton was one for twelve in that game and had five points. <laughs> oh goodness gracious, zero for five from three. So, all right, you know, so Tyler Burton, I'm sure heard about it, heard about Curry pumping up his own tires a little bit after 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 winning that battle. And he's gonna he's gonna have the eye of the tiger. So what a great challenge! And of course, you know VCU's home struggles. We've talked about those. The way to put that right is is to beat your rivals at home, and that's the next two games: Richmond and Mason as our rivals. So Friday, seven o'clock. The hope is is that I'll have the same hope as I had tonight that I will uh, that I will that I will be able to get home in time and do a live. Uh, Facebook Live video and record the podcast at the same time with the VCU Good, the Bad, and the Ugly group. And by the way, you should be in the VCU Good, the Bad, and the Ugly group because we do a lot of stuff in there. We have a lot of fun in the game threads uh, and, a, and a lot of good information. You know, tomorrow will be VCU by the numbers because it's middle of the week. They've just played two games, and I think it'll be interesting to see uh, if what kind of improvement they get, especially in the net and Ken Palm. Because I think their numbers are going to go, uh, might go up and might go up even significantly in both of those, as well as, well as some of their defensive numbers after tonight. Because they really, you know, Fordham only shot, Fordham shot the only the shot the uh, what do they shoot here? 
only shot the flipping 32%, and they only shot 16% from the, th- the three-point line. So BC's numbers are actually going to look good there. Uh, are going to look are going to look a little better there, and maybe look a little better there nationally. So it'll be interesting to see where they rank. And so, yeah, we do. We'll be doing that in the good, the bad, and the ugly group tomorrow. So I want to thank everybody for listening. It was a little bit short tonight because I had to, to watch the replay, and and I have to say it was it was a chore to sit through the second half because the first half was so good. Uh, even though, again, it probably should have been better than what it was because of all those darn turnovers. Uh, and the second half was a chore to sit through, I won't lie. But, again, it doesn't have to be pretty this time of year. It just has to have. It just has to be a W when the game is finished, and it was. So, hopefully Friday night, uh, live video on the Good, the Bad, and the Elgin Group is re-record. The podcast will drop Saturday. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And I will uh, be talking to you Saturday after, hopefully, VCU sweeping the Spiders. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.